0: Welcome, welcome, all to the Pro Football Radio podcast. This is the episode number forty-four. Yep, you just said it a few seconds ago, and I already forgot.
1: Great to keep it by. We're recording at what, like ten fifteen. Right after the NFC divisional round and I mean I'm hopped up on NyQuil. Yeah. So it's gonna be a great show. Dude, you got
0: you got beer and nightqual in your system, bro. (laughs) Well to finish off the intro, this is Jay Chima, one half of the Pro Football Radio Podcast, the other half being Juan Da Puma from Merrimack, New Hampshire. Yep,
1: yep. Great state of uh New Hampshire, the 603. Good evening, everybody. Yes,
0: good evening. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Uh we have just wrapped up the best weekend in uh, I believe in professional football. Actually all the football. I'll throw college football on there as well. Uh, because the divisional round, it's uh when all the great teams duke it out for a chance to go to the NFC and AFC Championship games. Yep. Now, the championship games are set for next week. Uh, the first up uh, will be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tennessee Titans at 3.05 p.m. Tighten up! And then the second game will be the NFC Championship game, which will be the um, Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers at 6.40 p.m. Yep. Master and, versus student. Right, right. Mike Moore versus uh, Mr. Shanahan out there. So, yeah, so this uh, episode, real quick, we'll recap all of what happened in the divisional round and we'll look forward to the NFC AFC Championship games.
1: Yep. Good stuff. It was a great weekend. Great weekend for football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I think uh, I think it was one of the better weekends I've had in a long time. I think uh, with the weather being so nice. With it being close to 70 yesterday. Yeah. It was, I had a blast yesterday. Even today, uh, most of the day today until about 3, 4 p.m. was really nice outside. It was a good, like, 63, 64. It felt like one of those early May days, like late April, early May. Yeah. Just felt very springish. you know what I'm saying? Well, it felt great. You had the windows down, driving the Mustang. It was awesome, man. I had a great weekend.
1: Yeah, it was a good time. You know? Good time.
0: Um, Now, you know how much I hate the royal family, right? All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say much about it but here we go. I just I just I'm just I'm just tired of them, man. Like I now with this whole Prince Harry and Meghan Markle thing, like I, I just have to get my bit out there that I hate those people and I don't know why they're on that na- on national TV all the time. <laughs> We're not European, right? So we have this
1: affinity <laughs> for royalty, man. It's all everybody oh, wants god, to no. be the prince I and mean, to the prince. I just don't get it, man. I want to like, be the king. Yeah. You know, it's the the uh oh god forgetting the comedian's name but he what was it mel brooks it's yeah. good to be the king yeah that's what everyone's thinking over well here. my whole
0: thing is now listen if you guys haven't heard megan markle and prince harry are leaving the family
1: they want to step away from the duties and
0: everybody's losing their shit right yeah. and i just find it funny that there's you know half the country of australia is up in flames right a billion animals are gonna die in australia iran is just shooting down <laughs> <laughs> passenger airliners, off everything like it's right? Right.
1: Fourth of July, and
0: the the English are freaking the fuck out because these two want to step away from their in laws for a quick second.
1: You know, like, come on, what's wrong with that? You know. Yeah, you know, we talked off air about this, but I think people are more chapped about Harry and what's what's the wife's name, Meghan Markle. Meghan, yeah. Harry and Meghan backing away than a member of the royal family or a duke, I should say, being associated with. Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah. Just just saying. Yeah. Just saying.
0: Yeah, it's interesting what, what we focus on, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's interesting what motivates us. It's interesting what, like, kind of um, galvanizes us. You know what I'm saying? And the funny – it is funny because you have, like, the English freaking out about Prince uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And then you have the Australians who have, like, you know, a, a large piece of their land the size of South Carolina has burned away, you know? And they can't seem to control it. Um, You know, I saw something really funny about that, actually. I saw that some um, porn star, I believe, was handing out free nudes to anybody that would donate. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. So this porn star, um, she raised a million dollars, right? (laughs) And every single time you donated, like $10 or more, whatever it was, you showed your proof and (laughs) and you would get a free nude. (laughs) How funny is that? (laughs) What's your thoughts on that, Puma?
1: I don't even have any words. Why that's, not? That's, I mean,
0: listen, listen. It, this, just... this, it's funny. If we can harness the power of horniness, we could accomplish anything.
1: No doubt. A million
0: dollars. We built the
1: pyramids. Fine. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yeah. But
0: could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, I, myself, would recycle more or, like, you know, just be a better person in general if I got a free nude every time I did this.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I wish we had a live feed just so people could see like the the facepalm. Yeah, that's going on. Oh my God! Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Nah, you okay. know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, I mean yeah it's i guess it's it, it you know it's nice to get a nude but like i don't need a nude to like take the fucking trash out you know what i'm saying
0: but what but it's it, just it, like simple thing it gives you a little incentive i need
1: a nude picture just to do simple things to function as a member of society i can't I, no no nope, no nope. no nope, no nope. Nope. i can Ugh. take the trash out without without the nude or whatever it'd be nice it's a bonus yeah a bonus yeah, well, yeah. okay
0: all right, well, let's get some football. That's where the people joined us, right? <laughs> um, let's start with, so there's four games that happened this weekend. Um, yesterday, I uh, had two games on Saturday, two yep. games today. The fir- the games yesterday were the Vikings versus the 49ers. Or
1: well, the team that was moonlighting is mm-hmm. the Vikings. The Vikings
0: didn't show up one bit. Yep. Uh, the Titans versus the Ravens. Interesting mm-hmm. game. Yep. Uh, today we had, uh, the Kansas city chiefs versus a JV squad for three
1: quarters, uh, JV squad. I'm going to go with the living embodiment of Chernobyl, AKA
0: the Houston Texans. Yep. And then the nightcap that we just got done watching was the uh, the Packers versus uh, the Seahawks.
1: You mean the Packers versus Russell Wilson? Yes, correct. There you
0: go. Um, <laughs> let's start with the first one. Uh, my buddy out there, Aaron the Vikings fan. God bless you, Aaron. I'm I, I, I sure you're hurting right now. I'm sure you're in a deep, dark place. Uh, but just know Aaron, there's light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Hello, darkness, my <laughs> old
0: friend. Now my other buddy out there, Mikey P. Mm-hmm. Hammer time.
1: Hammer time! Hammer time! He is probably loving life right now.
0: He's probably hammering you, away.
1: You think Aaron's gonna make it to work tomorrow, <laughs> I, knowing that like Mikey P is probably gonna be like face paint? You know, I I belong tailgating at in Santa Clara for the 49ers game next week. Like coming out full on 49ers garb.
0: I mean, I don't know. I Where don't did know. You put the
1: odds of like, uh, well, fifty to one that he shows up to work. Probably. Yeah, okay.
0: I mean, I think Aaron's a very responsible guy. I think he'll show up, but. Listen, I think this game was the epitome of an absolute mismatch, right? Um, I thought that the 49ers were going to win. I thought the 49ers were a better version of the Vikings, but I didn't expect it to be this lopsided. Um, to put it mildly, the Vikings' offense did not show up one bit, and their defense also kind of went the bed.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think in total, the Vikings' offense had about 88 yards, I believe, 86, 88, whatever it was. Me
1: 40 yeah. off of the... The digs play alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Jesus. Yeah, about eighty. Yeah,
0: right. So you have forty play. You have forty yards off a of digs play, and you have eighty yards um, in total. So all in all, man, uh, I think the Vikings just—they um, were the worst team, and they showed. Simply put, right? Um, Kirk Cousins didn't do anything at all. Um, and on top of that Dalvin cook was even worse I think at one point they finished with a 22-ish yards in total of rushing
1: attack I think well cook I think ended of the day 22 total yards yeah. of scrimmage I think he only rushed for like 12 mm-hmm. uh, I mean that offensive line I thought they could have stood at le- at least enough of a chance for like all right we could at least get the screenplay going and yeah. maybe get Dalvin cook in space and I mean, they couldn't even do that. Every time they did a naked bootleg, Kirk Cousins was getting blown up by Eric Armstead. Um, And and
0: I think part of, and and here's the thing, though. Uh, I I think you can see the um, inexperience of that coaching staff because once you realize your offensive line hasn't come to play today, you need to start taking those long developing plays out of the playbook. You cannot be calling that anymore. And they kept going back to that. Well, they that's, kept what
1: happened. that's what happened last year when they had to win against the Bears yeah. to get into the playoffs. And At one point, Kirk Cousins was talking to Adam Thielen on the sideline very animated last year being like, I don't have enough time in the pocket for you to run yeah. your route. Like, you need to shorten it down. And I don't know how much of it was Kevin Stefanski, the new head coach for the Cleveland Browns, yeah. calling the plays, and how much was... You know, Mike Zimmer maybe taking over the play calling at times because it, it really looked night and day compared to what they did against the uh the New Orleans Saints. It- well
0: it's it's not even that. I, I think it's it's simply the the rushing game didn't show up. And and everything for the Viking is built off the rushing attack. Mm-hmm. And when Dalvin Cook didn't get his yards or didn't get the forward push the offensive line needed, it threw everything off. And that's part of the issue of Kirk Cousins. I think that's the indictment on him is he's in that mold of Dak Prescott where everything has to go perfectly for him to be successful. I mean, this is the knock on Kirk Cousins is, listen, he's a he's good middle of the pack to above middle of the pack of the quarterback. Let's call him above average. But he's not going to be able to carry you to a playoff win or carry you to a big win if the running attack isn't there. Right.
1: And it was kind of funny if you think about it is, you know, at the beginning of the year Adam Thielen was you know, let's be honest here, threw Kirk Cousins head first under the bus for not throwing the ball enough. Yeah. And the 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 whole the whole game changed when Adam Thielen stopped running around. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was a great play by Sherman. Why, why do people that? I heard do that, that
0: press conference Dude, of Sherman. Oh, oh, by the way, by the way, why does Sherman always yell at people for no reason?
1: I don't know. Whatever gets you motivated, I guess. Oh but, I mean. That's
0: part of the reason why I hate him. I have a serious problem with people yelling at other people. I don't know why it pisses me <laughs> off. You heard my little Greta fucking, uh oh i'm sorry i dropped the, dropped the whatever
1: f-bomb. it's it's 10 30 on a sunday <laughs> night with the f-bomb counter i'm sorry the window. i'm sorry mama Silva. Not cookie <laughs> i mean it was a it was a great play by sherman but i mean feeling just stopped yeah. like he just stopped running the route and the entire game changed off of that right there and i mean jimmy g he was he threw a pick he threw mm-hmm. one interception and the shanahan and everybody on that on that coaching staff immediately was like nope we are not yep. throwing the ball anymore. Yep. We're going to rush the ball 40 times down their throat. We're going to rush it until they can prove that they can stop the run, which they couldn't. Yep. And I think you can count maybe on one hand how many times they threw the ball the rest of the game after that interception. Yep. I think it was like yeah. five or six times.
0: Yeah, and, and listen, man, they adjusted. Unlike the Vikings, they adjusted on the fly. You know what I'm saying? Where the Vikings were like, "Well, I mean, it's not working, but let's still keep going to these long developing plays." Yeah. With with Shanahan, he's smart enough to figure out. Oh, alright yeah, he threw a pick. I don't want a chance to see if his confidence rattles or zero not. Zero
1: chances. He's yeah. like, no. Nope. like, nope. I'm taking it. it I am taking this and out. Good of... for him.
0: He's smart. Yeah. Good for him. You know what I'm
1: saying? They could stop the run. I'm yeah. taking it out of his hands. I'm gonna run Tevin Coleman until his fucking feet fall off. Yeah. And, and And that's it. And, you know, for Aaron the Vikings fit now, like, this is going to be an interesting offseason because Stefanski's gone. He He took the Cleveland job today. There's been rumors that he might have the Gary Kubiak to go with him as his offensive coordinator, possibly. Like, that whole offensive side of the football is going to change, possibly, next year. And I think it's going to be the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract. There's a lot riding on what happens next year. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, and kind of segueing off of that, uh, Kevin Stefanski got hired on today as the Browns coach. Um. Looks like uh, uh. What's the guy's name? De Podesta.
1: Yeah, Paul De Podesta. Paul
0: De-, De Podesta got his guy. I, uh, I mean, from what we understand, last year John Dorsey had his guy in Freddie Kitchen that he wanted for the head coaching job, and Paul De Podesta got. Um. Uh, Paul D. De Podesta, uh, Paul De Podesta had Kevin Stefanski as his pick for the head coach, and apparently John Dorsey won out. Um, now Paul De Podesta is the analyst guy, right? He's like the the right hand man in the organization for Jimmy Haslam, um, which I don't understand why this guy has so much leverage in the Browns organization. Right. Um, it's not like he's done. Uh, the way I see it, I think John Dorsey did more for that organization than Paul De, De, Paul De Podesta did. So I well, don't know now. why they're leaving heavily on his, uh, and his you recommendation. You can
1: back. I mean, Hugh Jackson was a. Uh, has them higher. And Dee Podesta wanted uh, Sean McDermott. they yeah. they said no, McDermott went to Buffalo. Yeah. And it just looks like they're, you know, Cleveland's trying to do the money ball thing again. They tried it with Sashi Brown, and it didn't work, except they got a shit ton of draft picks. But now there was a report, uh, Jason Lock and forer retweeted it that, you know, in the interview, like, the candidates had to, you know, agree to turn in game plans for the analytics department to go over. And then Friday night, like, they would go over, like, the what the game plan is and what the analytics department came up with. It was some wild stuff. Like, you can check out my Twitter feed, at Brando underscore Puma, because I retweeted it, because it blew me away. Of You just had this under seven years ago with Sashi Brown. Uh-huh. It didn't work. You had the Hugh Jackson era and then that didn't work. You brought an old-school football guy and John Dorsey, and he did a great job assembling a team short of an offensive line, yeah. and then you kick him to the curb because you want to go back to analytics. It yeah. just I know yeah, analytics gonna. is the buzzword. But sometimes moneyball sticks is great in baseball, yeah. but in a sixteen game season no. for the or seventeen game season for the NFL, you can't leave that much to chance.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad, dude. I mean analytics is fine. It's it's a here's the way I see analytics. It shouldn't be your main it shouldn't course. Be the crutch. It should it shouldn't be the main course yeah. of your game plan. It should be the supplemental stuff to that main course. And it and looks like the Browns have it completely backwards. So
1: whatever. I mean what what analytics is gonna come up with uh how to fix the offensive line. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Um,
0: one quick thing before we move on to the uh, the Titans and the Ravens game. What does it say about Josh McDaniels that he got turned down for the Browns job? He didn't get any other job that was open uh, this year as well. And Joe Judge went on and became a Giants head coach. What does that say about Josh McDaniels? I think this is part of the league in a way telling him. What you did a couple years ago with the Colts was not right, brother.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that and there were rumblings out there that he wanted to completely overhaul not just like the general manager's office and bringing his own guy, but with the entire front office structure of Cleveland yeah. to be more of, I'm guessing, the, the Patriots, Which would not be
0: a bad idea, which and, would not be a bad idea, right?
1: Yep, and it, it, and it didn't work out. And a lot, I think, people can say that, hey, it's two years, it's water under the bridge. But no, when you have the Colts aircraft ready to go to pick you up and bring you to your introductory news conference and you – just peace out cub scout them yeah no people are gonna remember that so i i don't really feel that bad for josh And i don't either
0: i I really don't either man i I think josh mcdaniels is a little bit on the order rated side i think this year he had his worst year as a as an offensive coordinator sure you can blame to lack of weapons around the Patriots and Tom Brady uh, has been an issue as well. But I, I just don't think – listen, he's the guy that told you that Tim Tebow was a first-round draft pick, right. and then he took him in the first round. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the guy. Was
1: he the general manager then? Or was he general manager-esque? That was pretty no, He Elway, he picked
0: No, right? he, he picked Tim Tebow. It okay. was his pick at 22. Okay. So I'm just saying the guy sure has had his success in New England, but then again, who doesn't have success in New England? Right. So whatever. Uh, okay, moving on to the Ravens and the Titans. Listen, the 14-2 Ravens were going to just smoke the Titans, right?
1: Well, this guy went against the grain, picked the Titans, Dan Fuentes. Yeah. Danny Fuentes, tighten oh, up.
0: What a game last time. Myself and De Pumo were hanging out at his place uh, with the lovely Tara, who was very game and staying in her spot to make sure the uh, luck didn't run out, yep. right? It, it's ain't <laughs> uh,
1: superstitious if it works. Yeah,
0: so at the end of the day, the Titans last night uh, went into Baltimore and they basically replicated what they did to the Patriots. They basically went in, beat up a really good, high AFC, uh, AFC East seeded team. Um, at the end of the day, it was 28-12. Uh, was the final score correct? I think it was twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in regards to the offensive game plan, uh, Derrick Henry ran for one hundred ninety five yards. Essentially, what he did in New England with one hundred eighty yards. On top of that, uh, Ryan Tannehill, while he had two touchdowns, had only about eighty eight yards of passing. Yep. So, with that being said, um, you would think the Ravens would be able to run them out of the building, correct? With <laughs> with Tannehill only throwing for eighty eight yards. Think. But what the what the Titans did and something I've been saying for the whole year is they got up early on Lamar Jackson. And I've been saying this for a whole year. Listen, I'm not I'm not pulling a Bill Po in here right. I don't hate Lamar Jackson. I think he's gonna be a great quarterback. But I think part of the reason why he's so great is because he's insulated with that running attack. And that running attack is about 70% of their offense. Now what happens when you take that running attack away and you force Lamar Jackson to throw for 40 40 times? he loses the game. And yep. it's been shown three times this year. He lost against the Chiefs, he lost against the Browns, and he lost against the Titans, where all he had to throw for 35 attempts or more. And whenever you're asked whenever you ask Lamar Jackson to put the team on his back and throw the throw them to a victory, it's just something he's not capable of just yet. Now, down the road, I'm sure he'll he'll get better. He made a great jump from year one to year two, but I think um, just his lack of throwing ability last night showed big time.
1: Yeah, and they were really, they really missed Mark Ingram. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he was listed as active i mean you know you pointed this out last night when we we're watching the game that the the first two runs of the game it was just lamar jackson diving forward and, and you you said like that that's the most telling thing for me of how the mark ingram show was going to go uh in the game last night and at one point he missed a good chunk of the second quarter right before halftime his his calf was taped up with ice and he tried to give it another go, and coming out of halftime, it was just really Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, and Justice Hill's the pass catching back, and they were down big at that time. It's it was just rough. I'm not a lot of people on Twitter, and a couple of people that I know were already starting Named to write. Names. They were already starting to write the you know the the Lamar Jackson obituary. Oh my you know, god! This is the peak. He's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna replicate it. And listen, let's be honest. Replicating, how many rushing yards did he have? Like he, he crushed Michael Vick's single season yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, so of course. To honestly, expect him to replicate that year in and year out is just insane. And it's not, it's and not it's safe. Not realistic. It's not safe. It's not realistic. You, he, if if that was the case, he he play one more year next year, and then you never see from him again yeah. because he'd just be running into a, a, until he's a pile of ash. Mm-hmm. But if he could just work on... I thought he was great as a passer this year. I think he had thirty touchdowns mm-hmm. to like single-digit interceptions. Mm-hmm. Just tighten that up a little bit, and then you can rely more on your arm moving forward. He's going to be a great quarterback. This is his second year. Yeah. Let's stop trying to write listen, the obituary listen, of listen, Lamar that, Jackson. Those people, and I'm
0: tired of this. I'm tired. Like they're of... waiting in
1: the weeds. As soon as one one thing popped up, yeah. like that was it. Open season. Well,
0: listen, I hate just the way, and I think maybe it's just the the, the day and age we live in, but I hate the fact that every Every single game has to mean something like at the end of at the end of every single game, in the next and the next day, everybody analyzes it. And then that's like the overreaction of that right. day. Like, like chill the fuck out for a second. Yeah, this is one game. You have 16 games to show you he was 14 and two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. This is the latest information you have. But there's also information this year that showed you he made great leaps and bounds as a quarterback.
1: Yeah. One cat like he, he brought that up as, you know, right. This is it. This is Pete. And my response was, "That's like saying that like Patrick Mahomes hit his peak when he lost the AFC Championship no, last year. Like no, just
0: Lamar stop Jackson it. made great strides this year. Now those strides
1: and, call it garbage time. Almost made it a one score game. last Now night. those
0: strides have turned him into a exceptional dual threat quarterback, but as a strictly thrown the football sense he's above average right now let's call it for what it is uh, i i did see last night he didn't recognize in, in so when the running game was taken away and he strictly had to read the coverage and figure out where to go with the ball, he had some issues with that. Right. That will come with time. That will come with experience. The more times he sees the defense, the more he'll learn, the quicker his clock will get, the quicker, the quicker his game management process will go as well. But I think I think it's too early to write him off just right now. Like, right. wait till year three, and if next year he stays the same or if he declines, maybe you can make a case, all right, well, the guy can't really throw the football. It's more of a gimmicky offense. We're running the ball, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, No, um, Absolutely.
0: on the other hand, the Titans, dude, what a story out of the Titans, man. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it that the Titans would take down uh, the 20-year dynasty of the Patriots and then to top that, they would go into Baltimore and take down one of the best team in my eyes for the whole year in the in the in the NFL. Yep. The fourteen and twelve, fourteen and two Baltimore Ravens looked like they were outmatched for all for all that game last night. It
1: wasn't even close. And you know the defensive side of the ball, like they were, you know, Rabel had them in the bend but don't break mindset. I mean, it, it kind of drove us nuts when we are watching the game yeah. where. They're rushing three. They're dropping everyone else in coverage. And, you know, Lamar at times was able to pick them apart. But they were stout throughout the entire field. A lot of the drives of the Ravens ended within, like, the 30-yard line and in. And they had to either settle for field goals or they did the analytics thing. And they tried to go for it on fourth down. And that, didn't defense, work out for them. that defense shut them down every yeah. time. And good luck trying to tackle... Derrick Henry, Mm -hmm. like, you know, after the Patriots game, Earl Thomas came out and said, you know, hey, a lot of the guys in the Pets, they they didn't seem too interested in tackling, but we're going to change that. Well, there was a run Uh, where Derrick Henry just stiff-armed him so hard, the guy did uh, a spin move, uh, the guy being... Earl Thomas, he made a business decision last night. A lot of people were making business decisions last night of, do I want to try to tackle Brandon's Whirlpool refrigerator in his kitchen right now? Because, nope, a lot of people did not want that smoke. He rumbled like no tomorrow. And I'm too young for, you know, I never saw Earl Campbell play. I never saw Jim Brown play. I've seen their highlights, but I've never seen them play. I would like to think right now, 2019, Derrick Henry is probably the closest we're going to see as of right now of somebody rumbling like an Earl Thomas or a Jim Brown. Yeah,
0: I was watching Earl Campbell on FS1 this week and he said at, at his heaviest. Um, he was about two twenty seven ish. Yep. Um, and apparently, Derrick Henry is about fifteen pounds more heavier than that. Everyone's like uh, four five. Exactly right. <laughs> He's um, a so freak. Freak. listen, man, that guy. And and the funny thing is, we we're discussing this last night. Last year at the trade deadline, the Times wanted to get rid of him. The times were ready to trade him away. They thought he was a bust, um, but nobody wanted to pay the premium that they were asking for. So they kept him. And then I believe after the trade deadline, they had the Jacksonville Jaguars game on Thursday Night Football where Mm -hmm. he ran wild for 200-some yards. And ever since then, man, it's just been like, just give him the ball. He'll get you five downs no matter what, five yards no matter what. Yeah. So, so good for the Titans, man. Listen, I'm happy for Coach Rabel. The guy I believe needs to be elevated into a top five um, coaches uh, in the NFL right now. Um, I think what he did and showing how he outcoached Belichick in the Patriots game and what he did to the Ravens, I, I think he's top five coach in the NFL right now.
1: And I'll even go beyond that. Look at the last six weeks; mm-hmm. like he was in. you had to win to stay alive in the playoff fight. He, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Top five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I, I
0: thought the Patriots thing was a fluke because I, I generally don't think the Patriots team was a good team this year. Um, but what they did to the Ravens, and I can make a case that the Patriots kept it more close than the Ravens did um, in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think after the Ravens game last night, I'm buying them. Uh, now, we'll talk about the championship game uh, at the end of the podcast. But uh, I just don't think they're going to go into Kansas City and be able to beat down beat Patrick Mahomes. But what Patrick Holmes did today and what he did in three quarters, like, I, I'm i shell-shocked. Like, I've never seen an offense like this. Like, I – you know, let's get into that. So, the next game we're talking about is the Texans versus the Chiefs. Um, what a game. Oh, my God. I was sitting there. So, I sit down. I have my big plate of nachos, right?
1: There you
0: go. Before I even know it's 21-0 at the end of the first quarter. Right? No doubt. And everybody seems to be writing off the Chiefs, right? And I text you at that point. I say, "Listen, this is not even close to being over. That's this is not being close to being over."
1: That's what I was saying at work right? too. My boy, my boy Jeff was like, because this is fucking over. Yeah. It's done. That's it. Brady could say it's the second quarter, yeah. but it, this this game's a wrap." Yeah, dude. Well,
0: the Texans Stop went. It. The Texans went up twenty-one-zero. Um, and the second they scored that first touchdown, the Chiefs did in the beginning of the second quarter when it was 21-7, I knew immediately what was going to happen, and I told you, I texted you, I said, I'm going to call it, the Chiefs win this game. And what they do for the rest in the remaining of the three quarters of that game is they go on a 51-10 run to beat the the Texans 51-31. I've never seen a game that had a blowout. A good game, and then another blow at the end. Like right. I, I just don't understand how that happens. Right,
1: and a lot of that, you know, the, the touchdown obviously started that run, but a lot of that was miko Hardman's punt return mm-hmm. on that drive because the previous drive yeah. Tyree kill botched the the his uh, his punt return attempt. I think that that got muffed, and I think they turned that into a touchdown. Right, the Texas yeah. down. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, they, he got that punt return. They put up seven, and then Bill O'Brien went. Bill O'Brien, Bill, yeah, Bill tried O'Brien. Tried to go for a fourth, listen, listen. didn't work. Uh, kicked the field goal, that did the fake punt no. that Reed Sorensen sniffed no. out.
0: Just- Dude, I, I I am genuinely scared of the Chiefs, man. I am so scared of Patrick Mahomes. I think about this conversation before. The AFC West needs to figure out a way to not let what happened with the Patriots uh, with Brady and the AFCs to them. Because it's coming, man. You see this shit. He's healthy and he's got his weapons. There's no way he's not putting up 40 points, right? Um, now, a lot of people will point to, hey, listen, um, you know, the Texans didn't get that, you know, 28-0 lead. They went for that field goal. That's what happened. That's the reason why they lost. And I don't think that's I don't think that's what it is. I is. You've got to play defense yeah, for three quarters of the game. I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, the Texans were not as good as the Chiefs, simply put. Right, Um, And on top of that, I think Deshaun Watson is not the level of Patrick Mahomes as well. Now, I thought Deshaun Watson, this playoff run, was going to take that step into the AFC elite quarterbacks with Patrick Mahomes. Um, But after this game, knowing you're up 21-0, knowing the onslaught's coming, you know you're going to have to score at least 40 points and you still can't seem to do that, you know it's going to be a shootout. At the end of the day, Bill O'Brien deserves to get his crap for not building a defense. I get that. But you know going in you're going to have to match point for point with Patrick Mahomes, and you can't seem to do that. Now, on the bigger picture, um, Deshaun Watson has won one playoff game so far in his three years in the NFL. Three playoff appearances, one win, and that was last week against the Bills. And in that game, he was down 16-0 at one point. So listen, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm not saying he's an average quarterback. I'm saying he's in that mold of average and elite. He's he's in the middle class of that. He's in second tier, but he's not in that Patrick Mahomes tier, which I was hoping he would be in. Uh, and for me, I, I I don't say this lightly because once I make my make up my mind on a quarterback, I stick with it for for the long haul. Like it'll take a lot for me to get off the fact that you know Deshaun Watson is an elite quarterback. Um, I think I've seen enough in three seasons to warrant that he's a second-tier
1: quarterback. Uh, I, don't, I mean, who else? So besides Mahomes, who will be ahead of him in the AFC? You got like Mahomes, like Lamar, like – I mean, there's really no one left. I mean, Andrew Luck retired, like yeah. Brady. Well, I think – well,
0: the, the book's out there on Lamar. We have to see what – if he's going to – so we have to give him one more year. I think it might have to give him one more year right. to see if he'll be able to get back to that lead level. But I think he will get there. And I and I think it's generally – I think it's going to be Lamar and Patrick Holmes for the next 10 years in the AFC. I don't know
1: about that. I was that.
0: hoping it would be Deshaun Watson as well in that category. But after three three playoff runs and you, besides one and a half quarters against the Bills, you look great. Like, put it this way. This game, when they went up early, when they went up 21-0, it was not because of Deshaun Watson. That one throw he threw to Kenny Stills was wide open. If you can't make that throw, then you're just a fool, right? Mm-hmm. The other two uh, touchdowns that came in the first quarter were off of muffs and, you know, just bad play by the Kansas City Chiefs. It was not Deshaun Watson and the Texans taking their will. And that's what gave them confidence to come back and win that game. You feel me?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm still, I still have him as in the elite category of the AFC. I mean, we saw... He you know he keeps he keeps the play alive enough to me right now. Deshaun Watson is the AFC version of Russell Wilson, like a shit offensive line, an okay supporting cast. Like you, you can't rely on Will Fuller. DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins, like Hopkins in the scheme of this compared to the Seahawks is his Tyler Lockett. But there really is, I mean, you're relying on Darren Fells, and nobody's really getting open in space. I I think like I said. Russell Russell Wilson, you know, Deshaun Watson, that's the cop in the AFC for yeah. me right now. Yeah. So we'll cool, f- cool. We'll see.
0: Um, anything else you want to touch on in this game? I mean the swing of emotion was unreal, right?
1: I'm just glad to see that Andy Reid did not let off the gas mm-hmm. you know throughout the entire game because mm-hmm. that's been his knock. Is like if it's not clock management, it's, you know, he gets up big and then he gets super conservative and then the other team comes back in and most of the time he has a bad record. When the team comes back in, they end up overtaking them and winning. Yeah. So I'm just glad that they kept the, the pedal to the metal and didn't let up. And they're going to need to do that to in the AFC Championship game this coming mm-hmm. weekend because, it, you know, people have the Titans. They're seven and a half point underdogs right now. Uh, and from what I've seen, I think it's going to be really hard to, to count – Tennessee out like if they're gonna beat the Titans they're going to have to go all four quarters with no quit like what they did today they're gonna have to do next week
0: Uh, Cool. Next up, we've got the Seahawks versus the Green Bay Packers. We just got done watching that game. Um, For the most part, the Packers were up big in this game. Um, The Seahawks made a late push in the third and fourth quarters, and they made it respectable at 28-23. But I really don't think there was much of a doubt in this game for the Packers, right? I mean, uh, there was, you know... The Seahawks couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers one bit, for the most part. Uh, they had two good drives where they stopped them. But I think, I think for the most part, at halftime, I kind of knew this game was in the bag. It was like 21-3, right? Right. I
1: mean, last week when we did the preview, I, I took the Seahawks to win. And even when I dabbled in the sports betting this weekend, I took the Seahawks to cover. And I took the Seahawks to win as well, too. And my biggest thing was, you know, if they could get what they did with DK Metcalf from last week, this week, I think they stay. They they have a chance, and you know Russell Wilson is going to keep any play alive. And he ran wild this weekend, uh, partly out of necessity because his offensive line mm-hmm. was just so bad. Yeah. Uh, the, a couple of guys went down with injuries. One guy dislocated his finger. They had to snap it back in yeah. because they didn't really have anybody else left at center to take over. So it's just. It was the Green Bay Packers versus Russell Wilson. Devontae Adams had a day. 160 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, eight receptions, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones ran wild. I think he found the end zone twice as well, too. And it just, you know, this is what the Packers do. This is what they've done all year. (laughs) Yeah, and,
0: and, and put it this way, man. Like, I think for me, uh, the most troubling stat was a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about this after all the injuries happened at running back for the Seahawks. Um, I think they, I think they got out of the Week 17 game with like 30 yards of rushing
1: between three guys. Yeah, like including Russell. And
0: and before. when you and yeah. let's face it, I mean the Seahawks are a run-first team, and they're they're the same model of you know. So Kansas City's model is you throw the ball as many times as possible. Forget the run. But but Seattle, you know, Vikings, the 49ers, the Ravens, their whole model is you run as much as possible and you play action off of that or you create some throwing opportunities off of that. When I saw that all three running backs went down and they couldn't replace that production, I knew it was over. Like, I mean, I was shocked that they won last week, truthfully. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, know? Josh
1: McCown kept them in yeah. with one hamstring. <laughs>
0: and I will say this. I think if Carson Wentz was healthy, oh, I they think win. they would have lost that Eagles game. Win. So I, I kind of had a feeling going in um, to this game that the Seahawks were going to lose. I just I just didn't think it was going to be this close at the end. It was going to be 28-23, yep. which is a testament to Russell Wilson and his greatness. he's yeah. You know? He's, he is in that level of elite quarterbacks that – you throw him in there, he'll get you. He'll keep you in the game no matter what. You right,
1: know? right. And, oh God, they might as well have just gone. Listen, I love Marshawn Lynch. The guy has two yards. He's to not carry. doing nothing. I mean, if they weren't on the one yard line, he's not punching that in. Yeah. They might as <laughs> well have gone CJ Anderson and take their chances. Like, they didn't even use Turban. Yeah. You, Homer is a four string yeah. quarterback. He didn't even start a game until you know, week six. You know what that move
0: is? That move is. We know we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Let's make our fans happy at least a little right. bit. That's like fan service. When they did that, you got a guy off the fucking uh, – you got a guy off the couch, 18 months not playing football. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> like he's not going to come in and be like the old Marshawn Lynch, you know? Come yeah. on. Man. It's um,
1: turban. they turban. They didn't even use him. I don't yeah. understand.
0: So, listen, uh, great valiant effort this year for the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, man. I, I'm really impressed with what Russell Wilson did this year with that team. Um, the future is bright for, with him and Decaf Metcalf.
1: Decaf back They got to <laughs> fix it. If they want to he- stay alive yeah. in this division, they need to address that defense. Yeah. The, like, pronto. I,
0: I think next year, I think um, <coughs> this division is going to be one, one of the best divisions as well. I think the Rams are going to make a push again next year. Um, I think it's going to be Rams and 49ers. It's way too early right now, but I think the Rams and 49ers right. will be in the playoffs next year. And the, and the Seahawks might be looking out if they don't do, make some right. drastic changes. I mean, I don't know out. what
1: their cap situation is. They're going to have to pay Clowney. Like, they they traded for him yeah <laughs> he wants to be a seahawk but i don't think um, he's gonna take a hometown air quote hometown discount you're gonna have to get dynamic and free agency i mean calvin is a free agent at the at, right now so yeah. yeah who knows
0: uh okay cool uh that wraps up the divisional round um best weekend of football in my eyes and all of football Yep. Uh, next up, we have the AFC Championship game that we're going to preview. We have the number two seed Kansas City Chiefs hosting the uh, Tennessee Titans, number six seed, correct? Yep. Um, Cinderella I'm not, story. All right. I'm not going to mince words here. I think this is going to be an annihilation. I think this is going to be brutal for the Tennessee Titans. I think the Cinderella story is going to come to a screeching halt. I think – It's going to be, I I think I give them, I give the defense more credit than I give the um, Houston Texans defense. But I think you're seeing a probably 42 to probably 21 blowout. Mm. I think you can run the ball as much as you want. That's fine. But this is the one team where time of possession doesn't matter. Time of possession simply does not matter for the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Man, time of possession we saw last year in the AFC Championship game that time of possession did matter a time. Dude, these
0: guys score in like in like three plays, in like 78 seconds. Yeah,
1: who's running the ball for Houston?
0: Well, I think I think the Chiefs are just so explosive and how quickly they can put up points that time of possession won't matter. I think the running game can be negated here. The real question is, can Ryan Tannehill match points with patrick mahomes yeah and i don't think he can i think so. i don't think he'll be able to put up like 40 points against
1: uh against the Chiefs. he's so. not gonna have to put up 40 here's what here's because obviously i'm making it known i'm taking the titans to win this game uh they're seven and a half point dogs i like tennessee in this spot they played the titans uh titans played kansas city in arrowhead uh, week ten, Patrick Mahomes was back off the injury. Uh, he threw for 444 yards, 445 yards, and three touchdowns. The Titans still won 35-32 off of uh, a missed field goal from Harrison Bucker. But that was a game back and forth. Derrick Henry rumbled for about, I believe, 120 yards and two touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill threw for two touchdowns. Was uh, you know, 18 to 20 for 160 something yards. I think what they're going to have to do, you have to live and die with Derrick Henry running the football. Yeah. And, you know, even if you're only getting three yards to carry, four yards to carry, over time, you a person trying to tackle a 240-pound guy that runs a 4-5 is going to wear down. And it's going to take a group effort to bring this guy down. And that's when you open up play action. I think New Smith is going to be involved along with, uh, with AJ Brown, a lot of the coverage is going to go towards AJ Brown. So look for Corey Davis, Jonu Smith to get more involved in the play action game. Tannehill can keep plays alive with his legs too. He doesn't have to be the drop back throw the ball forty five times. Even when he took over for Marcus Mariota this year, I believe yeah. it was around week what week seven, week eight. You know, for the rest of the season, he was the number two quarterback behind Lamar Jackson in production. I believe he ended the season as the highest rated passer. So it's not like the guy's Rex Grossman just standing back there handing the football off to of Derrick Henry. Yeah. The guy can do his thing, no, and that's I not, think that's not he's going to be able to punch just, the ticket for the Titans to go to the Super Bowl in Miami and be kind of a homecoming for him.
0: But I just that's fine. But like, I just don't. You're, you're telling me Ryan Tannehill can go can go blow for blow with with uh, Kirk, with uh, Patrick Mahomes.
1: They're not gonna they're not gonna play to the strengths of Kansas but, City. But, but that's, because the, but if that's you, the strength if you of expect, the Chiefs though. But if you expect Ryan Tannehill to go back there and throw forty five times yeah. and just throw you into a game, that listen, Tannehill could do that he can't air the ball out, but that's not the way that this offense is designed around. It's to pound the rock and open up but, play action. But that's
0: fine. And the reason why they pound the rock is like, you know, you keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes and you get your opportunities off of that. But my point is that strength of the Titans, it doesn't matter for the Chiefs. Like today, their time of possession was 25 minutes compared to 30, 34 for the, for the Texans. So it doesn't matter to keep the ball away from them because they're going to score every single time they get the ball. And I don't think the running attack is that potent for the Titans to score every single time they get the ball.
1: I think so. I think that they could do enough to shorten the game by running the ball with Derrick Henry and doing design runs with with Ryan Tannehill. They have to stay within themselves because if you start going beyond the game plan, I mean, this is what happened. You could say this is what happened with with uh, with Minnesota. They couldn't start. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't get the run game going. They had the routes extended, and they weren't. They didn't change anything. They didn't adapt. I think. In this case, the Titans have to stay within themselves and stick with their game plan. It's worked for the last six weeks of the season going into the playoffs. It's worked in Foxborough, a hostile environment. It worked in Baltimore where everybody except for like me, Nate Burleson, and uh John Breach and Will Brinson had the Titans winning outright they're gonna have to do things to shorten the game silence the crowd and overtime tackling a 240 pound guy is going to break the defense and that's when you go over the top with Ryan Tannehill and play action
0: nice nice what's your final score on that
1: oh god I think it's gonna be close uh <sighs> I might go like 38, 34
0: Titans. Wow. Wow. I think I said 42, 21, right. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll stick with that. I think it's going to be a blowout at the end of the day. I believe um, the the chiefs offense is going to force the hand of the Titans into something. They're not, and that's going to blow up in their faces. So I tell you what, if, if the Titans do win, and they go to the Super Bowl, that is a story of, like, insane proportions, man. Like, when's the last time a number six seed, a number six seed that wasn't the Giants or the Packers with great quarterbacks, but with Ryan Tannehill and a run game and a Ben but don't break mentality of defense. Like, Mm -hmm. when's the last time that happened, you know?
1: Yep. And this defense can ball hawk a little bit too. Just saying. They're going to have to.
0: Yeah. Next up, uh, we got the Packers uh, uh, traveling out to Santa Clarita or Santa Santa Clara? Clara. Uh, to play the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the NFC championship game is a rematch of a Sunday football game in the middle of the season where the 49ers absolutely annihilated the Packers. It wasn't even close. Uh, The Packers didn't even show up that day. Now, I think going into this game, the Packers, I believe, have gotten better from that point. They've learned from their mistakes, um, and I think this game will play out much differently. Now, the key here is um, the running attack for the 49ers. Will it be the same as it was... um, yesterday right will it be the same as uh you know kyle shanahan just running it down the uh by the way speaking of the in regards to the running attack for for the uh, 49ers i just lost my train of thought you know what? go ahead let me think about this for a quick second i lost my train of thought go ahead (laughs) dude no yeah go go real quick because this is a long day and it's already yeah yeah so i mean
1: while jay's uh composing himself (laughs) here i'm gonna take the 49ers in this game you know, we, we we saw the defensive line with you know you got the Boses and the Armsteads and the DeForest Buckners and and uh, D Ford came back. Quan Alexander played a couple of a limited snap count, I believe, coming off the torn pectoral. This defense is going to get a re- go after it. They're going to get they're going to get after the quarterback, and I think they're going to force Aaron Rodgers into mistakes. He got, he kind of had a couple of you know oopsie moments at the end of the Seahawks game against a, a far more inferior defense. I think they're going to be able to do that. I think with the running attack of, you know, the Mosterts and the the Tevin Coleman's and the Matt Breeders of the world, you can run on this Giants defense. This offensive line is better than what they played against the Seahawks just now. I think they're going to be able to get some push on the line and, and create some lanes and Tevin Coleman run down your throat. And I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. Debo Samuel is going to be an X factor moving yeah. in this entire playoffs. The guy can run out of the backfield. He can go on the jet sweeps. He can he can stretch the defense as well as Emmanuel Sanders. So they're going to have to come up with different ways to get him the ball as well too. Yeah.
0: I just totally remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Do you, by any chance, I know off the top of your head, stats wise, um, like what the breakdown is, how many times they run, how many times they throw? Because I know yesterday they went complete run after that interception for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they
1: try to be a little bit more balanced. Is that's, like
0: 65 35, 60 40 kind of something thing? Something like that. Yeah.
1: That's what I think. I mean, hell, the LaFleur game, uh, that was almost like even 50 50 of run to pass. Yeah. I think that's kind of the mold of the, the Shanahan style offense. Yeah. I think it might lean a little bit more pass but it's it's i think a little bit more even
0: so my analysis for this game is it's going to come down to one person one person only and that's jimmy garoppolo what jimmy g is showing up right is it jimmy g such as yesterday where he throws one pick and they lose complete faith in him because if that's the case i don't think then the the 49ers can win so it has to be jimmy g coming to the table with some more value than we did yesterday on in regards to the packers Listen, you cannot sh- you cannot get blown up like you did last time. Like you gotta show up, play tough physical football like you did today. You gotta have Devontae Adams give you that same kind of performance, maybe not hundred and sixty yards, but you need about eighty yards out of him and maybe a touchdown. You need Aaron Jones to come to play as well. Um, in regards to Aaron Rodgers, I think he's at that level now where he's so great. He's gonna be who he is for the most part. He's gonna be, you know, good as always. Um, so it's just simply gonna come down to Jimmy G and how he's gonna perform. Yep.
1: Yeah. What's your prediction for the game? What
0: do you got? For I actually have the Packers winning this. I I think it's super hard to beat a team twice in a year, right? Um, and I think with uh, the Packers getting blown out early, that's gonna that's gonna weigh heavy on them. That's something they're gonna be listening to the coach talk, coaching staff talk about uh, all week long. So I think I'm gonna go with the Packers. I think it's gonna be a little bit lower scoring. I think we're gonna end up somewhere in the uh, twenty eight to let's say maybe twenty one
1: range. All right. Yeah. The over under in this game is forty five. San Francisco is favored by seven points. I feel like it's going to go over, though. I think Shanahan's just going to want to juice the score up going into the Super Bowl. Um, I, I have the 49ers winning in this game. Maybe like 30, 30. 35, 17, something oh, wow. Like that. Oh, wow, so a little bit of blowout then, huh? I think huh? so. Yeah, oh, I huh? think it's going to be a little bit like yesterday against the Vikings. Like, mm. you know, that, that's basically what the game ended at, right? 35, yep. 17-ish. Yep. So, so I'll you, take that.
0: So you have the Titans versus the 49ers in the, in the Super Bowl. Yep. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to see Ryan hill versus Jimmy Garoppolo in a Super Bowl. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. You know, you know what was
1: funny? Was last, uh was yesterday uh, before I, I was up with my parents. Before I drove down, I was watching. How's the fam doing? How's They're the parents? They're good. They're yeah. doing good. They had to deal with my ass for the weekend. Mm. Uh, but they survived that. I survived that. I didn't get shot, obviously. Uh, but I was watching a couple of the NFL Network stuff right before uh, Good Morning Football the weekend. And... Uh, Cynthia Freeland and one other host, I forget the guy's name, they were saying, you know, don't screw this up, Tennessee. We want, you know, we want Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes yeah. for, the, for the championship game I wanted to watch that. And all this stuff. And I think at the end, Mike Vrabel comes from New England. He comes from that locker room and generating any form of motivation you can find. And I think he's going to turn the screws this week. Going into practice, just being like, you know, they don't want us here. They don't want any of the, You know, finding a New England-esque way to get the most out of these players going into a hostile environment in Arrowhead, and I think that's what's going to get them to the Super Bowl, and I think that's going to be what you just said. I don't want to see Ryan Tannehill. I don't. Tannehill. I really don't. That, that <laughs> is going to be what, this, I was, I what was, this
0: team's going to use. I was hoping it would be Patrick Mahomes' Lamar Jackson, a championship game. You know how great that would be? Yep. You know how great, th- great TV that would be? And now we get to watch Ryan Tannehill? Yeah.
1: Yeah. The second best quarterback in the league since he took over. So yeah. he, ain't, he ain't Rex Grossman. He could he can hang with the best of them. He's been accurate. He's been lethal with play action. Just
0: we should put a Twitter poll out there. Who do you want to see? You want to see Ryan Tannell versus Jimmy Garoppolo, or do you want to see Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl? And I promise you, seventy percent is gonna be That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm
1: going I'm going with my gut here. I'm, yeah. going, I'm going with the Titans, 49ers in the Super Bowl. Might lay that down this week on a little bet here, Uh, but yeah. Good times. Laying it
0: down on the bed, huh? Where are you going to uh, lay your bed, bro? Oh back to your child, going you to know, Jersey. it's
1: not legal in Connecticut yet, so mm-hmm. I gotta figure out some ways. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll table that. All right, we'll that's what's up. That's what's <laughs> up.
0: Um, cool, man. Well, we're at fifty minutes, holy crap! Usually at this point, we're just wrapping up the storylines no from <laughs> from the past week, but <laughs> well, we only have you know four storylines to pick from. It's kind of easier. It's, you know? easy. So, it's like, easy. In Regular NFL week, you have like eight of them going. You're like, which one do I squeeze in? You know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this it's is nuts. so much. This is so much better. I like. I like. I like this better. I like the fact that we have four games to talk about. I don't have to cram in sixteen games into.
1: You know what? Yeah. That's the fact of life for the regular season, Jay. Yeah. Just gotta crunch the numbers, bro. Yeah. Uh,
0: anything else you wanna hit on, bro? I
1: think. I think that's it. Yeah. Tighten up.
0: Kinda. Huh? So you're rolling with your boy Tannehill, huh? Yep. It'll be a nice story for him to go back to South Florida and uh, try to get a Super Bowl down there. Well, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we'll be recording on Tuesday night, as always, and uploading up the Wednesday morning. Um, other than that, I don't have anything else to say.
1: All right. Well, it's time to plug it up. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Pro Football Radio Podcast. Twitter, at PFR Podcast. I'm on the Twitter, at Brando underscore Puma. Jay is at Jay Chima. You can find this episode and previous ones on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Like, subscribe, download, share. Give us your feedback. We want to make this podcast better. We want to tailor towards you. We'll do some mailbag questions. Coming up as. You know, there's only so much football we can talk about until, uh, you know, after the Super Bowl. Maybe yeah, answer some XFL questions if you got some. They'll be picking up in February. So, yeah, mailbag time. It'll be the perfect time of the year. Otherwise, that's all I got to say. Are we good to sign off here.
0: I got one to say. Freddie?
1: You're. You good You good. Oh, I'm oh, oh. My,
0: my throat halfway through was like, ah, wow. not, not right
1: now. Wow, you lose your train of thought. You're hanging out, Freddie. To drive. Listen,
0: it's been a long day. All right.
1: Freddy Soliotis. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta hit him with the echo. Hang on a sec. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry, Freddie. Stand by one. Freddy, Freddy Soliotis, Soliotis. You're. That
0: happens a lot to me lately, where like I can't seem to get my train of thought going. Like I'm forgetting stuff more than usual. Like I've never been the smartest of people, but like,
1: (laughs) I mean, I I I may not be a smart man. Yeah,
0: but I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to get concerned about my my memory here, bro. It's okay. Like I'm getting I'm getting dumber by the day. It's old age. I'm freaking out, bro.
1: It's old. Is this dementia? It's old age.
0: Like what's gonna happen?
1: Just embrace it. I'm only thirty, man. It's fine. It's fine. God damn. Jesus.
0: Dementia, bring it on.
1: All right, Jay, I want to go to sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we love you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, good deals.